All right, what is going on, guys? It is time. Stage number five. And uh, I'm excited. I hadn't looked at this, but I found something out as I was uh, getting ready to <laughs> for tonight's show. For the previous show, stage number five, that is what we have got going on today. It's Dunes Day. That is right. It is the first day 100% Dunes for these guys today. Wait until you hear the liaison that these guys got stuck with today, though. That kind of... I'm, I'm not going to say that sucks, but I think we've gotten... I think these guys have done pretty good so far. I mean, I know that it was... I know <laughs> the first days have been... I'm, I'm sorry. It was just running. It has been a long day, but let's get right into it. It has been a absolute dream for these guys it's been easy now we get into the dunes we get into the harder stuff as we get closer to the rest day and then eventually into the chrono stage so let's talk a little bit about that jump right on over into today's stage there it is right up at the top almost front and center 100 dunes for these guys today but check this out that's not even the fun part the fun part is going to be the commute that these guys got to do 326 miles of riding on the highway 326 miles for them on the highway or in the liaison section of it. You guys can see on the map there uh, just about how long that is. As a matter of fact, it's so long that they've got a, a fuel stop in the liaison for these guys. So then once they finally make it to the start line, that's right. The DSS depart selective section to depart special stage. They're going to be doing a 73 mile special. So only 73 miles of this is actual racing full on, but it is through the dunes. I personally have not ridden through the dunes, but man, does it seem like a chore, especially if you look at some of the dunes that are in Sonora, uh, that the Sonora Rally goes through some of the largest dunes, I believe, in the world, even larger than that if Glamis. So that's where a lot of guys uh, like to go and train. You do see a lot of the uh, the pro guys that come across like this last year for the W2RC. The hopes were to go into the dunes in Sonora. Uh, some environmental stuff, you know, and Mm -mm. didn't happen but you know what they get to do 70 about 73 miles of it i just did the 0.62 times the kilometers that it is but anyway that is today's stage 100 dunes for these guys gonna be starting off with a 250 mile 251 kilometer uh stint to the first gas then they're going to be doing 133 kilometers that's going to get them around through uh, through the stage they are going to have one transfer section in there and then they're going to commute back to the bivouac through that stage so actually it looks like they got two stops two fuel stops along the liaison it's so long uh second fuel stop they will be able to do the full stage and then or the the uh what should we say the selective stage or and then come back around and get fuel one more time as they head back into the bivouac so it's only about 19 kilometers back to the bivouac once they finish the stage so it's not too long there uh, but man, that's uh, that is definitely a long ride. So Mason Klein, just some of the highlights. Mason Klein still is in it, uh, making it happen on the Covey. Uh, we did get word or we did see a post earlier on the drive home of Jacob Argybright. Uh, Jacob sat out yesterday's stage, but we'll be back today with the Dipcar experience. And he is starting absolutely dead last in this one. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the starting order right now. Your top 10 starting order right now. Uh, it is... Let's go over the timing really quick. So at 5.45 p.m., so three hours ago, a uh, little under three hours ago, was the first bike out of the bivouac. They are expected to arrive 
at the time or at the roadbook control, right? At five, if they left at 5.45 p.m. here, they're expected to arrive at the roadbook control at 11.30 tonight. So we still got a ways to go before these guys hit the stage. So 11.30 tonight, uh, they will have, of course, their 15 minutes with the roadbook into the control section they go then they've got five minutes to make sure they got everything else ready including uh you know helmet strap the lights all of that stuff and then from there it is go time at 10 50 and it is going to be go time for none other than your stage winner from yesterday nacho cornejo uh then we were going to have uh ricky brabeck in there let's see we've got nacho uh, this is interesting. Yeah, so we got Nacho, Ricky Brabeck in the number two spot, Kevin Benavides third off the line, Ross Branch fourth, Adrian Van Beveren fifth, Luciano Benavides sixth, Joan Bereda Bort in the number seven spot, and Ryan Gonzalez in the number eight spot, Skylar Howes in the number nine, and then Romain, Romain Dumontier in the number 10 spot. Uh, let's see, Matthew DeVese in the 11th spot. Let's take a look at what is going on here. We'll just scan over this. Uh, Toby Price starting 15th today on the bikes. Uh, then you've got Jean-Luc Lepin in the 18th spot. Quintanilla in the number nine, 19th spot, followed by Daniel Sanders, El Chucky. Uh, let's see, what are we all? Uh, let's keep going on down here. Taking a look. Jan Brayback, 34th. Neil Sterick on the Kobe in 35th. Let's see here. I want to find somebody. Uh, somebody mentioned we've got a... We've got a lady amongst these men, Jane Daniels from Great Britain, starting 54th on the stage today. How's this for a expected to take the stage start at 1.05 p.m. or 1.05 a.m. here local time? How's that? Hmm? That means a high noon showdown for them, but 1.05 a.m. for us here uh, is when she'll be taking the stage there. The last bike will be leaving the start line, let me keep on scrolling down to the very end. Last bike is off the line at 1.42 a.m. here Pacific Standard Time. And that is for the bikes. And let's take a look here. We should have, let's find out here. Just scrolling really quick through this list. Man, it is a long list. Right now, it is showing 131 bikes uh, on this list here. Bikes, quads uh, as well. So let's go back and take a look at what we've got here that's the fim guys we're gonna have to go into a whole nother section we're gonna bring you guys some car updates as we get closer to the rest day uh we've been talking about that in the comment section um it, it was brought up uh that hey you know maybe some car coverage hey why not we got we got a few americans that are there uh in the vehicles uh sarah price seth quintero seth quintero was what kind of a one i had a hunch i had a hunch something was going to go down you see Nasser Alatia, I'm sure, would not hand the keys to a T1 Plus Gazoo Racing truck to just anybody. And then all of a sudden, Seth Cantero got to take it for a, you know, a little jaunt through the dunes, kind of drive it around a little bit. That was some foreshadowing. There is no way that that happens if there's not something going on in the background there. So glad to see Seth Cantero is in the T1 Plus truck teammate there on the Gazoo Racing uh, program. So if you guys have been following him, started racing here uh, in Southern California, doing the uh, UTV series stuff, and then moving on up into the Red Bull feeder program up there. We're doing this SSV class uh, and now happens to be driving a million dollar truck through the sand dunes in Saudi Arabia today. So 
we'll follow with these guys along, follow a little bit more along. We've got also Sarah Price over there in the UTVs. Um, that is also someone that she's been training with uh, Ricky Brabeck alongside, and they've been doing their program as well, have worked with them or worked on the crew and saw them out racing uh, at Sonora Rally a couple times now. So always on it, doing a good job out there. And let's see uh, let's see how it shakes down. I believe she's got already a stage win under her belt, and we'll see how uh, how it shakes loose. We'll go over those results. We'll talk about them tomorrow. I'll start doing a little bit more research on it, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about that one. So what do you guys think? Is this going to be the stage in the dunes? Are we finally going to see an all-Honda podium? I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Nacho, this is his this is his stuff. That's what I'm hearing is is that the dunes are his thing. So maybe we'll get uh we'll get to see him stay up on top. It may be a little bit difficult though because it is the dunes, but then it may be not. If he's that good in the dunes and picks up that bonus time, you know, this could uh this could help solidify his current position up at the top leading the 2024 Dakar rally. So We'll find out. You got Ross Branch that was a minute and 40-ish seconds, less than two minutes behind him on the time or on the clock. So we'll find out a little bit more about that. But anyway, guys, what are your predictions? Leave them in the comments. Let's find out and see who's right. Because uh, I think these guys are going to be, uh, I don't know that we're going to wake up to results at three in the morning, but we'll find out. It'll be the first thing I check. So tomorrow, 3 a.m., hopefully we could get, uh, get you guys some results bright and early. Uh, and then we'll start talking about that. Also looking for the update for stage number six. And then we'll be working on as well. We're working on our halftime show once we get to the rest day. So looking forward to that one. It will likely be a live stream. If you guys want to join in on that one, I'll give you guys the details once I have more about that and what we're going to be doing. So with that being said, guys, it is time to call it a night. So we will see you guys in the morning. Enjoy. How about we do a bonus episode, huh? I mean, the YouTube video's done. Let's talk a little bit on the podcast side of things. Those guys can, eh, they got to see the video. If you guys are watching both the videos and also following along on the podcast, that is absolutely awesome. I greatly appreciate you guys. Obviously, the Chasing Waypoints podcast started here, and that is uh, no intention of really going anywhere else. Uh, we will be bringing some video stuff maybe in 2024, but what do you guys think? I mean, I, I think it has been a... Oh, man, it's been an interesting run. I mean, we've seen a lot of mechanicals, um, you know, with Mason. Uh, but I think that if anything, this has proven the point that he's not there to, you know, just go ride his bike and then give up at the first sign of trouble. You know, he's definitely put things together. Him, Larry, uh, Felipe and Mike, all of those guys, you know, working through it. Team no sleep, making it happen. Uh, Jacob Argybright, same thing. You know, he's had kind of a tough go at it, but still sticking with it, you know, couldn't physically be on the bike yesterday, but he is back on the line today and starting. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see there, you know, Skylar house, same Skylar house has had a little bit of a rough run getting started, uh, for the 24 Dakar rally, but is little by little picking up his pace, you know, right now sitting or starting ninth for the stage, uh, is good, you know, going into the dunes. We'll see how he feels at home on the Honda. I mean, you can't, it, I feel like the Honda thing was, uh, it, it was obviously, I think it was a long time coming. I know that he has ridden Honda, grew up on Honda. Uh, I, I met him or when we started like working or at the same events, I could say he was attending the events that I was working. Um, he was on the Hondas and then the Husky thing came along. Obviously that was a great ride. Uh, but I honestly feel like the Honda team feels a little bit more like home for him. So that is where I'm, 
you know, I'm kind of leaning, but you know, it is a different bike. The chassis are, are different. The, the whole configuration is different. You know, the, I feel like the KTM and the Austrian bikes were working on that ladder frame. That was what he got used to when he was riding those. And then they switched to the MX frame. So then it turned into more product development where Honda's kind of been on the same generation or the same type of chassis uh, and set up for some time now. And now they're just refining that same platform. So they already have a couple years on KTM as far as that. And obviously KTM didn't like it. They didn't like getting their ass handed to them uh, at the Dakar after, you know, 58 years of winning, you know, whatever it was like 15 podiums straight, you know, they didn't like that. So obviously they put, you know, even more effort into it. So I think that that was definitely a, uh, a kick in the pants to KTM. But then at the same time, Honda knows better than to just rest on the laurels and say, well, we are Honda. That doesn't work that way. So I'm happy to see Skyler and Ricky both on that team. And both of those guys are doing Ricky Brabeck, man, the third, making it happen. I mean, that is good. I've, I was talking to gnarly Dave about it and uh, earlier and I've seen it, you know, I've seen that I didn't really get a whole lot of like, you know, riding and we're over here riding. We're over here doing this. We're over here doing that training, you know, Dakar 24. I didn't really get that. And maybe that's just the algorithm that I didn't get to be privy to that. But at the same time, you know, this is showing that he was doing work and that he is pushing and that he is going through this stuff. So, I mean, he's an athlete and he's a racer. Obviously, he's done a lot of stuff, a lot of accomplishments. He's a comp unaccomplished racer. And I think that is definitely one of those things that we're going to keep seeing a little bit more. And man, I don't, you know, I don't know. This is getting, you know, I, he's in a good spot. I think, I think he's in a really good spot for this next few stages, uh, getting into the rest day and then getting into this chrono stage. The chrono stage is going to be the wild card. I don't know how that is going to go down. You know, if you get these guys separated, if you've got some stuff going down and you end up getting separated, you're not going to know where the guys in front of you are. You know, if they're sequestering people and they're not going to be able to, to communicate and you're going to have that lapse in communication, it's going to turn into an interesting uh, stage for sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that one shakes loose. You've got Nacho Cornejo up top. It's absolutely awesome to see him leading the Dakar rally, you know, getting that stage win under him. He's a dunes guy. So I'm hoping that today's stage in the dunes is going to be great for him. And he's going to have a chance to maybe stretch the legs a little bit, maybe buff, put a little bit more of a buffer between him and Ross branch up at the top on the hero bike. So I think that this is definitely shaping up for him as well. And I don't know. I, I mean, maybe this is the stage. Maybe this is the stage that we get a Honda podium. You know, you've got a few more Hondas with Adrian Van Beveren in the back. And then you've got also uh, Quintanilla sitting back there as well. You know, you got this like sandwich effect going on. And these guys back there could easily in the dunes make up some time. Um, you know, or I would assume they could make up some time uh, and get up onto the top spots and then join, you know, Nacho and Ricky and Skyler all up on that side. So that would be really awesome. Can you imagine top five, all five Honda bikes? I don't know. Let's let that one sit for a minute. Okay, now that it's sit. Remember, guys, it'll make sense when you get there. Enjoy the ride. We'll see you in the morning. All right, that is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Looking forward to our next one coming up. Remember, if you are out riding, do not forget to tag us at Chasing Waypoints. Hashtag Chasing Waypoints. And if you haven't already, get on over to the website. Get signed up for the newsletter, The Bivouac. 
North America's Rally Raid and Adventure Riding newsletter. Hey, let's have some fun. Let's find out what are you guys up to. Let's get you featured. If you're a brand and looking to get supported, get some eyeballs, get some ears on your business. Absolutely. Hit us up. Send us a message at podcast at Chasing Waypoints. But anyway, that is a wrap. Remember, shiny side up. See you guys.